Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hi, everyone. This is Eden and Kim. And we're here. We're back again for another episode of Talk Purpose and Truth. Uh, We have an amazing, fun guest. I think you guys are really going to enjoy hearing from her. Um, One thing before I introduce her, I wanted to talk to you, Kim, or tell the audience about the synchronicities, about how we found her. Her name is Lori uh, Quinn Lowenberg, and she is a dream expert. And um, I'll I'll tell a little bit about what happened on my end. Um, So I was, I think I had a message in my head about the fact that it would be a great idea to have someone on our show that's a dream expert. That's a topic we never had before. So I thought that was great. So I text Kim and I tell her, and she says, oh, I think I have someone in mind. Let me see if she'll do it. So she went ahead and messaged Lori. Um, but at the same time, I, um, I, oh, you know what? I said that, I think I missed part of the story. I also saw online a post. That's what it was. I saw a post and, part of it, and it, right? was, it was this, yeah, really intriguing post from um, someone I did know, an author, and, and she just talked all about how right now during the time of the virus going on that so many people are having some really intense dreams and she was just explaining it and it was very interesting to me. And then I texted you to tell you, let's try and find a dream expert. And then you said, yeah. I'm going to text someone. Okay, so she ended up saying yes, and then I found out that she's the one that wrote the article, and I didn't and even know. She, yeah, and Eden didn't realize that she's the one. I had seen her on TV um, at the gym like six months ago, and I was intrigued by her, so I re- friend requested her and was really impressed, and Eden sent me an article, and I didn't even realize it was the same. We didn't realize it was the same person, so it just was a lot of synchronicity and serendipity and meant to be. Yeah, and I was just like, uh, when once we got her booked and she said yes, we were, you know, blown away by the fact that she said yes to us, for one thing. Um, it's just an honor to have her here. Uh, but also, the, the woman who wrote this article, I thought that was such a big deal that she's coming onto our show. She's really good at what she does. So I can't wait to get into this. So I'm going to introduce her uh, properly right now. So again, her name's Lori Quinn Lomberg. And um, she's kept, when she was younger, she kept a dream journal. And one night at the age of 19, her deceased grandfather visited her in a dream and gave her a life-changing message. It was then that she decided to dedicate herself to finding out what dreaming is and why we do it and what it means. So Lori's now a professional dream analyst and author of Dream On It, Unlock Your Dreams, Change Your Life. And she has been featured on lots of different shows, uh, CNN, Good Morning America, Fox Business, The View, Steve Harvey Show, Live with Kelly and Ryan, and is a re- reoccurring guest expert on the Today Show, Dr. Oz, and E's Daily Pop. So now she's currently uh, residing in Tampa, Florida, 
with her husband, her handsome husband, she says, <laughs> her son, and orange tabby Sigmund. Um, so is that a dog? <laughs> Sigmund is a beautiful, unbelievably smart and gorgeous orange tabby cat. Cat, okay. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Yes. Um, so welcome to the show, Lori. Thanks welcome. so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. And you know what? I remembered. I did. I saw you on Ease Daily Pop. Oh, okay. Because I, I, when I'm at the gym, a lot of times on the machine, I'll just have that on, on right. mute. You know, and you can, so I was actually not hearing your voice. I was reading the, the captions. <laughs> Funny. Um, so before we get into it, I'm, we're going to tell a little bit about something that happened recently to Kim and I that was also very synchronistic. And um, I don't know if, you know, your point of view on it, if you have an opinion, that would be great. Um, but it didn't happen in a dream. So I'm not okay. sure if, if uh, that carries over for you okay. or not. In well, real life. Can, I, can I preface it? Um, so okay. she knows. And so our audience does know this from our past episodes, but Eden and I both have, you know, we have different callings, um, divine callings we're doing together. And so we often have the same thing happening the same day to each other, really, really strange things. And we'll text each other. And then later that day, I'll be like, Oh my God, that's happening to me too. Or, um, and a lot of people know one of the weirdest ones was this really strange, rare bug, like with tons of legs, but not a centipede, some other really weird, rare bug, never seen it before ever again, never saw it in my life. Eden ended up finding one at her house and posted it. And I had found one in my sink that morning. And I just screamed and went, how is this possible? Like the exact same day. And we ended up channeling later that it meant that they were helping us up there by giving us legs and kind of oh, interesting. helping us be guided. Uh -huh. um, and so we, we often have things like that happen. And so now you can tell me the other day, because you had it happen first the other day. Okay. So on Mother's Day, uh, my family and I were out in the backyard and um, we, we saw some, two little birds fighting with each other. And uh, it was it was pretty nasty this this fight, and it was it really caught our attention. I didn't think much of it. And then not too long after that, we noticed two birds, the different different birds flying above our house, and they were too, they also were fighting with each other in the air, in flight. So uh, and that too was so um, loud because the the one one mean the meaner one was really really loud like just like as if he was screaming at the other one. And then I thought this, this has to have some sort of meaning here. So I text Kim, I tell her about it. I looked it up online. I didn't see anything. Usually we, there's a lot of symbolism in life and we right. her and yeah. I are always looking up like what everything means. So then I text her about it to tell her and we kind of let it go. And then later that night. Yeah. So I just kind of read her text and went, Oh, okay. That's weird. You know? And then out of nowhere, this has never happened. And I lived in my house over 13 years, only over my backyard, not anyone else's. There were suddenly tons of crows fighting in the air, chasing each other, circling. And I even brought my daughter out and was like, look at this. Have you ever seen this? What is going on? Is there going to be an earthquake? Like I started tripping out. Right. And they, they ended up doing it for like half an hour. So I filmed it for Eden and sent it and we're going, okay, this is really crazy because it's the same day. Um, and then Interestingly, today I was on the phone with um, Bobby Z from the Revolution's wife, Vicky, 
And she didn't know. And she goes, oh my gosh, I'm tripping out. There's all these crows circling and acting crazy above me right now. And I go, no. And she often has stuff that matches us as well. Yeah. So I tell her, and then Eden will explain to you what we channeled, what the meaning was. So do you remember, Eden? No. <laughs> <laughs> I do. No, I do. You probably remember, remember better than I do. Go ahead. Well, it was basically symbolizing. So they told us that it was basically symbolizing that they're proud of us, like our guides and, and glowing and, and, you know, divine communication up there. They're proud of us because we used to be more handling things and, and taking action in a more desperate way, like a forced way where we have to, we have to do this. We have to get here. We have to get there. And that's the birds fighting. And now we've let go and things have become magical. And so, and when we looked up what the fighting birds meant, it actually can symbolize magic coming in. And so they were basically telling us we've done a good job getting to that next level of just letting go and letting things flow. And then when the, the very next day, it was like a, a, a marathon day of good news after good news after good news, like all kinds of things falling into place that we had been working on for a very long time and everything finally like came, came to fruition. So we were thinking it was a positive message, even though it seemed pretty bad. <laughs> So, How recent did this happen? Mother's Day. Oh, on Mother's Day. Okay, so that's interesting because I've had this crow. Oh. <laughs> here's, here's my story. <laughs> I've <laughs> had this crow the last few days that every time my husband and I try to get in a car to go somewhere, he flies in or she flies in and lands on the back of the car. Hmm. And we have to sit there and wait for the crow to make up its mind about when it's going to leave. Cause I don't want to drive off with the crow on there. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. And this has only been happening like the last week, week and a half. Okay. There's something about crows. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow. Um, well, maybe yours means magic too. So let go, let it flow and magic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and going to do that. Say, for sure put it out there to the audience if there's anyone out there that is listening who has more insight on this please send us a message yeah <laughs> i love yeah. it all right well laurie thanks for hearing that interesting story and lo i love that you have a crow too <laughs> <laughs> right um well and then it's so funny because i i even have um two baby crows um in front of my house um in the bushes and our neighbors called to find out, like, is that normal? And they're really cute. They like little cartoons. And they said that it's normal that the mom crow pushes them out and they actually stay on the ground for about a week to get used to it. And then they finally take off and fly. So we've been trying to be really careful not to let cats get them or anything, but they right. actually, they actually took off to fly today. They're gone. So I wonder oh, if that, yay. that Ooh, maybe that's a good, that's a maybe. good sign. How could okay. that be a bad sign? You know, yeah. right. So They're anyway, finally, yeah. Lori, I would love to know more. Um, how did you get started and what are some, you know, typical things people are dreaming of right now and what it means? And just, we just want to know more about you. Okay. Yeah. So like in, in the introduction, I got started in this, well, because I've always been able to remember my dreams since I was like two, I was keeping a dream journal as a child. I would also draw my dreams. And then it was when I my grandfather died and he was the first person close to me to die. So he was like the first real death I ever experienced. And I went into a deep depression after he died. Um, and you know, it was open casket and that just kind of took away all my belief in, in life after death. When I, I saw 
the body, you know, it, and, and so I went to a deep depression thinking, well, that's it. This we're here that we live our life and then that's it. And about two weeks after his death, I had a dream where we were walking arm in arm through a museum and I knew he was dead. And so I asked him what it's like where he's at. And he said, well, I can't tell you anything except that it's secure. And then he gave me a hug and he walked up this staircase and I woke up and I could smell his old spice. I could feel him around me. It's like he was sitting there. It was so vibrant and real and vivid. And so that dream made me decide that I had to find out what was going on. You know, why do we do this? What is it? What does it mean? Was that really him? You know, so that's why I, I, I studied dream psychology after that. And I was so impressed with what I learned about how practical and powerful and helpful our dreams are. They really are the most powerful part of who we are. And so back then, way early 90s, no one was really doing this. And it, even in, in, in Western culture, it was still looked at as, you know, new age, woo woo, nothing practical. So mm -hmm. I just put myself out there and started spreading the news, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to think I've helped pioneer the, you know, acceptance of, of dreams and their meanings and, and their functionality to be more mainstream and acceptable than what it used to be. Oh yeah, I'm sure you did. And I know there's uh, so many books out there mm -hmm. that claim to know how to interpret a dream, but it's funny because I, I used to be very interested in that. And in the past I bought a few of them, but I would look up one um, question in the dream about a dream. And then every one of the books had a different meaning. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was hard to believe, you know, but maybe it seems like you're really, you got it. You have the real answers. <laughs> well, it, it's been a long, long learning process. Even after learning dream psychology, I'm still learning just by working with clients yeah. all these years. And it's, and so there, like what you were talking about, there are, you know, what we call archetypes, which are dream symbols that show up in all of our dreams and can mean basically the same thing for everybody, but specifics matter in a dream. So, you know, okay. you could be being chased by a rabid dog. And while that may mean there's something in real life you're trying to avoid and not deal with, you know, we have to look at all the details. What type of dog was it? What was the setting? Where were you running to? All these different elements of the dream are a different piece of the puzzle of the wow. message that your dream is giving you. Okay. And then I think what you told me when I, we spoke uh, earlier was that part of this is, you know, whatever, um, I guess it, it depends on our own psyche, each person's psyche. And you apply some of that to the interpreting. Is that correct? Yeah. Th there's like a basic blueprint or template in how dreams work, but then you have to factor in the person's own personal experiences. So when you do a dream consultation with me, it's like an interview. You know, I ask you the, I hold your hand and we walk through the dream together and I ask you questions about every element of the dream. I interview you in order to get 
to follow the thread into what that particular symbol really means and what this particular symbol really means. And then we piece it all together. And it, it's kind of magical when you experience it because all yeah. the aha moments you get, you know, and how it yeah. really makes sense. And even more than it making sense, there's answers there for you. There's warnings there for you. You know, something you need to know right now, your dream is telling you. Oh, so fascinating. So do you mind if we ask you questions about our own dreams? Yes, let's do it. I'm going to let okay. my cat out because he's being really loud. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, I mine is more, I know, Eden, you have more of a question about specifics. And then mine is more kind of, all, you'll see, it's a little bit more about details in a dream. So Eden, okay. you go first. Okay. Okay. Do you need to ask us or me a question or any questions first? Oh, or? Just, just tell me when okay. you had the dream and then tell me the dream. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to start with one. I have kind of a list of a few, but we'll go kind of back and forth if that's okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. So this first one happened a few weeks ago and um, it was a good dream. I dreamt. So I'm a huge, huge fan of Lionel Richie. Mm-hmm. I didn't dream that I am. And um, okay. <laughs> uh, in the dream, he was there. We were like on an island and he was the bartender at a bar that um, I went to. I am not a drinker. So that's even questionable. That's weird for me that I would even go to this bar, but he was there and uh, I felt in the dream that I was just so thrilled that I finally had him in front of me and I was going to be able to say everything I've ever wanted to say to him. And, and I have years and years of built up things that I want to tell him in real life. So I said it all in the dream. And, um, that was pretty much like the gist of it, which was, you know, no big deal to me at the time. But then my daughter woke up and, uh, walks in my room and she says, you're not going to believe the kind of dream I just had. So she tells me that she dreamt, um, that she too uh, went to or was somewhere and she saw someone that she admires very much. She's a huge fan of Grey's Anatomy. So she saw Patrick Dempsey. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, I think she said he had a baby stroller with him. And uh, she was just like present in the room with him. I don't know if she got to talk to him or not. She did. Okay. So she's sitting in the room. So she's telling me, so she did get to talk to him. So it was quite a similar dream. And we are known to, I'm, I'm a, I'm a intuitive medium, a channeler. And my, my girls are very, very intuitive as well. So we usually have, not usually often we have dreams that are similar to each other. Um, so I want to know, I guess, basically what do the dreams mean and why are we having them on the same night? <laughs> okay. So okay. what you experienced is something called shared dreaming where, oh. yeah, it, where two people have the same or very similar dream on the same night. And it's usually people that are very close mothers and daughters. This is particularly common with mothers and daughters, but it can happen with you know, husband and wife, best friends, um, coworkers, okay. anyone that's really close. And so the reason why this happens is because the two people are dealing with this, the same issue at the same oh. time. And the dreams are similar also because the two people are so alike 
in their personalities or they're on the same wavelength, so to speak, so that their subconscious reacts to the shared issue in a similar way. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I love that. So it confirms that how close we are, I guess. Yes, it does. <laughs> Is it like we we were talking about how if you if you are she's a psychic medium and I'm an intuitive how do you know though if it's like is she having a premonition that she really is going to meet him or you know you're sometimes we have a dream and they're like is that a premonition something's going to happen or like we're getting because we get intuitive messages right or is it a dream like how, how do you know the difference Typically, if if there's like any kind of weird incongruency in the dream or something that's weird and just wouldn't be like in real life, like for example, you would normally be at a bar. Yeah. So, so that would be a very strong indication. It is symbolic of uh, something going on with you. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I took the fun out of it. <laughs> well, at least on my on on that level, I got to have a conversation with him. Right. Yeah. And who knows, so, you may actually meet him backstage somewhere or run into him somewhere and then you're prepared because you've gone through dress rehearsal in your dream. Okay. <laughs> and then what did is there an ex, uh, explanation as to why the dreams not just matched but what the dreams meant? We well, okay, we, we got we also have to look at all the specifics of the dream. So in your dream okay. you're at, you're at a bar. Did you say this bar is on a ship or am, am I um, island that? On an island. Oh, an island. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're on it. What did the island remind you of? Oh, it's all positive. Just being on a vacation and um, relaxation. Is it? Is it remind you of a place you've been before? Oh, you know what it would. It looks like like a a, a scene in a movie. Um, I don't know. If, it's like, cause like sometimes I dream about you talked about ships. Mm -hmm. I'm often dreaming of being on a cruise ship. So maybe it was associated with, I'm always somewhere on a tropical, tropical vacation like that. Like in your dreams fantasy, like I, like I need to get away or something. Yeah. Okay. So in real life, do you often feel like you need to get away? No, I don't okay. know. <laughs> okay, so we'll figure this out. So okay. <laughs> settings and dreams will symbolize different areas of our life. Okay. Uh, so uh -huh. what area of your life is like this beautiful tropical island? Oh. Okay. Um, and not it I need to get away because I, I don't have an area of my life that's like that. Oh, but Unless you need an area of your life that's like that. Okay. Okay. So you're talking. To, okay. And, and you're also at a bar. So yeah. I'm going to ask you a stupid question, but there's a method to this madness. Why okay. do people go to bars? Why do people go to bars to get drunk? To, Why do people to, get drunk? No, that is not true. true. <laughs> <laughs> now this is her dream. <laughs> I said that's um, her belief. My interpretation. <laughs> She's asking my interpretation. Okay. okay. Why do people um, get drunk? To have fun. Okay. Do you to, need to have fun right now? Oh, yeah. See, Kim, you always tell me I need to have more fun. Well, so, and when you went on that girl's trip, you're like, I dared to have one drink. And you said you had a blast and you were dancing and going letting loose. And yeah, maybe you need to let loose more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now tell me about your conversation with Lionel Richie. What did you say to each other? 
so he just listened. He didn't say anything. And, but he was very enthralled with what I had to say. So he was okay. very, very in tune with it. But I, I told him that I, my favorite song is Endless Love and that I danced to, my husband and I danced to, that was our first dance at our wedding. And I've been to 10 of his concerts and sat in the front row some of the times. And um, I was upset with him because only one of his, con of the 10 concerts I've been to, he sang Endless Love. And I needed him to know he needs to sing Endless Love the next time I, he has a concert. So okay. that was it. <laughs> okay. So how, what's going on in the marriage? Do you need to have more fun in the marriage? Oh, sure. We never get away and do. Yeah, definitely. It's all, it's always the kids or work and okay. Yeah. Okay. And so why is Endless Love your favorite song of his? Um, because I love the movie. What's the, the movie about? It's, it's a love story, a beautiful love story. And it's actually a forbidden love. Uh oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> would you say it's like an ideal love? Um, it didn't end up well, but Okay, that's I don't know. Um, the way they loved each other was ideal. Okay. So would your marriage feel like that if you were able to get away? Oh, oh well, you're getting somewhere, yeah. Probably. Okay. You also mentioned you were mad that he only sang it at one of the concerts. Yeah. So he wasn't giving you enough of what you want. Oh, conscious is mad at you because you're not giving your, your marriage enough of what it wants, which is getting away, carefree, having fun, drinking. Oh, okay. wow. This is cool. I'm sure Kim is loving this because she just <laughs> wants that. I try, to, so I try to peer pressure her to yeah. have a drink. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're good, Lori. So now you need to have a, a fun little conversation with your husband and start picking destinations once well, we're sure. able to travel again. Right. <laughs> yeah. We can make for, now, in our backyard. for now, you guys can just, we, we do tune time and we just like go sit in the backyard, have a drink, put on different songs and hang out. Okay. All so right. There, that's your assignment. Tune time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was awesome. Um, Thank so you. Lori, mine, mine is more, mine is more general, but it's, um, what I'm curious about is that I very often through the years will have various dreams of all different things, but the thing that intrigues me and, and you probably get asked stuff like this, but, um, is for example, sometimes I'll have a dream where there's like a hundred different people in the dream and I see them all so vividly mm -hmm. and different, different people in different dreams, but they're people I've never seen in my life. Or I've had dreams where there's like, I'm at a store and I see every single outfit and item of clothing and I've never, ever been there. I've never, I'm not a designer. Right. Uh, another one is one time I had one of an amusement park that doesn't exist. And I saw in detail every single ride. So what I want to ask is how, I mean, I don't think consciously I could creatively think of those things. So how, right. how do those come in? Where are they from? Like, how does that happen? Right. It is fascinating, isn't it? The, the, yes. the worlds our subconscious creates for us. You know, okay. I, I, 
I have dreams like that too, where I'm shopping or I'm going through my closet and finding these beautiful tops that sparkle and, you know, just all different shades of colors. And it's like, I wish I could design something that gorgeous in, you know, waking life. Right. So the subconscious is an enormous, seemingly <laughs> endless warehouse of everything we've ever experienced, every thought we've ever had, every emotion we've ever had, every kiss we've ever had, every conversation we've ever had everything we've ever felt, touched, ever. And it, it's all stored there. This is why you may dream of someone from third grade you haven't ever thought of since you were in third grade. All of a sudden they show up in your dream. Um, so the way we're able to create these landscapes and these buildings and these settings and these clothings and all these things that show up in our dreams is because the subconscious pulls from all our experiences and pieces things together in order to give us a dream story. So that's also not to say that, that things that we create from our dreams, because dreaming is an enormously creative process. And we have so many things in our culture, thanks to the people who have pulled creative ideas from the dream state. But I, I think it's a combination of our own warehouse subconscious that holds everything we've ever experienced and that collective unconscious of all that energy and ideas and, and, and things that exist out in the ether that we're able to tap into while in the dream state. Wow. So, yeah, it, it pulls Amazing. unbelievably intricate things together and places them before our eyes and places us in it while we're dreaming. And it it's so magical. Wow. That is, that's just amazing. And like, is there a way to pull from that? Like when you're in a waking state? Well, the best way to do that is to start working on remembering your dreams. Oh, wait, you mean like to pull from that while away, not have to, not have to be in the dream to access it. Yeah. Okay. I would say the best way to do that is yeah. either via meditation or hypnotherapy. Mm. Because you, you kind of, yeah, you kind of get back into that meditative um, vibe, that, uh, that alpha in-between state, you know, when right. you're in meditation or you're being hypnotized. And so that can help you easily access the subconscious. Awesome. Okay, great. So even is muted and she's talking. Oh. <laughs> This is awesome. Technology. Okay, Eden. Okay, I was on mute. So, okay, um, I want to ask more about something dark now about okay. night terrors. Um, when I was little, I would have terrible dreams and wake up frozen, like I couldn't move. Um, and that went on for many, many years. I always associated that with being, um, you know, some sort of intuitive, and that they were truly trying to get in touch with me. Um, I used to, I had those too. So yes. And I know you yeah. did too. So, so yeah, that's one part of the question is like, I guess, basically what, um, why does this happen? Uh, and, and then the other part is when we do have dreams about people who, where, where something bad happens to them. What, okay. What, yeah. Okay. So, so let's start with the, I want to make sure I understand the experience you're asking me about. It's when you do you like wake up and you, you think you're awake, but you can't move. And then you have like 
some kind of presence in the room and it's really scary. That's what it always felt like. So I would be like frozen, like paralyzed, like I couldn't right. move. And it's sometimes I felt like, and I don't know if this is part of the dream state. I felt like someone was actually holding my arms down. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. yeah. And that, that's why you, you feel paralyzed because you are literally paralyzed while this is going on. Yeah. Because when we go to sleep and we enter REM sleep, which is when we dream, the brain releases a chemical into our skeletal muscles to paralyze us so that we don't get up and act out the dream. It is a built-in safety mechanism. Oh, now, sometimes. Crazy. I know it is crazy. This, the awake, waking up and the falling asleep process is actually very complicated. And there's a million things going on. Things are turning off. Other things are turning on. It's, it's a very complicated process. So within that process, sometimes we will get stuck in between, in the in-between states it's called hypnagogia. Um, and this typically happens when you haven't had a good night of sleep. Your sleep routine is off. You're having a fitful night of sleep. You'll get, you'll start to wake up before you're fully awake, uh -huh. <laughs> meaning you're starting to wake up, but your brain hasn't been able to catch up and deactivate the paralysis. So you're, you are paralyzed and you're still kind of asleep, but kind of awake. That's why a lot of people when they experience, they, they, I don't know if I was awake or not. It seemed like a dream, but it seemed real. Well, it was yeah. both. Um, and and so you're paralyzed. And then when you're in this state, the fear center of the brain, the amygdala is highly active. That's why it's so scary. And that's why there always seems to be some kind of scary presence in the room. It's also a hallucinatory state. You will have audio and visual hallucinations. Uh, you'll feel pressure on the chest or you'll feel someone holding you down. You might feel yourself vibrate. It might feel like you're lifting out of your body. A lot of yeah. people think they're being haunted or a, a demon. Some people attribute it to alien abduction <laughs> because, of, <laughs> you know, the, the, the probing feeling and being lifted out of your bed. Yeah. But it's, it never lasts more than like a minute. And then all of a sudden you yeah. snap out of it and you're totally fine. Right. Okay. But here's the cool thing about it. <laughs> the, the way to try to make it not happen again is make sure you have good sleep routine, go to bed same time every night, make sure you're getting enough sleep. But when it does happen, it can easily be turned into the coolest experience you've ever had. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You can turn it now that you know what it is. Next time yeah. it happens, you should be able to do this. You can turn it into a lucid dream. So you can realize, oh, okay, I, I, I understand what's happening. You dark shadow in the corner. Tell me something I need to know. What are you? What do I need to know? And you'll get an answer. Or you can just allow yourself to take advantage of this really cool in-between state. And you can just float out of bed, float through the wall, float into the night sky, you know, have fun with it. Okay. It won't last long, but you can have fun with it while it does last. Okay. Is that the same thing as when I, I feel like I'm dreaming about myself, um, like floating, I'll be like walking down the street and I'm floating. Are you talking about like while you're awake or you're dreaming that you're walking? Dreaming, dreaming. It's, okay. It's, yeah. Dreaming. Okay, so, yes. <laughs> and then you suddenly, okay. Are you aware it's a dream when this happens or do you yeah, just suddenly well, float? Um, yeah. And I don't know what that's called. I forgot the word, but um, I often 
am aware of myself sleeping while I'm sleeping? Yes. Okay, that's okay. called lucid dreaming. Okay, I yes. Did that too. Yeah, I have that too. Okay, isn't yeah. that amazing? It's where you're in the dream and you're like, oh, wait a minute, this is a dream. It's crazy. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. when you become lucid, what do you do? Um, well, that means that I, you, are you talking about while I'm doing the floating, I'm aware of the floating? Yeah. Do you take control or do you just kind of enjoy? And I have fun with it. I'm still floating. I watch myself float. Okay. Do you feel like you're controlling the floating? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. It sounds like you, you're, you're definitely lucid dreaming, but I think you can have more control. Like you okay. could you can make Lionel Richie appear before you and you can finish <laughs> that conversation. You know, you can, at this point, it is dreamland. There are no rules. You can do anything. I like to fly. I like to walk through walls. I do that just as a test to make sure it, this is a dream. And then I like to explore my dreamscape and I like to ask questions. Okay. You'll always get an answer. I have no clue what the answer will be, but you'll get an answer. Wow. This is fascinating. I feel like I'm never going to sleep the same again. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you'll, you'll sleep and dream better after this. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm more excited to go to sleep now. Oh, good. So cool. Um, okay. A couple more short questions. Um, well, we're back to like, when you have dreams, this happened the other night too. Um, my older daughter and I dreamt the same thing. Uh, same kind of theme was that my younger daughter was in uh, danger in the dream and we couldn't get to her so that was okay. the same night yeah okay so you and your oldest daughter both dreamed your youngest daughter was in danger and you couldn't get to her what kind of danger was she in um for me it was we were in a flood and um i was trying to pick her up out of the water I know water represents emotions, I believe. Um, Usually, yeah. Okay, okay. And I was trying to pick her up and just carry her through, but I, um, like, and then she turned into a baby when I was okay. trying to carry her. Okay. And then the other one, my daughter's, my other, yeah, the, the daughter, the older one, she dreamt um, that we were, I think, in cars. And um, she, my younger one is learning how to drive right now. And she ended up in her own car driving and trying to find us but we can she kept calling to her and she wouldn't listen she wouldn't she couldn't hear her and then um she ended up the younger one ended up finding her way back to us on her own so i think that was a positive thing mm -hmm. but we're apparently worried about her yeah because she's <laughs> starting to drive <laughs> oh yeah okay. so see same concern and you both you know, respond in a similar way. Your, your oldest must be very motherly towards the youngest. Uh, yes, <laughs> more than ever. Yes. It's, it's, I like how in your dream, she turned into a baby yeah. <laughs> because she's your baby and always will be no matter when she starts driving or goes off to college or marries or has her own baby. She's always going to be your baby. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, then, okay. and then with the, with your oldest daughter, the youngest wasn't listening to her, maybe because in real life, the oldest is trying to give her some advice about driving, dating, and all these things, but you know, <laughs> yeah, didn't have it. <laughs> wow. 
That's okay. So Thank you so much. These are so, so enlightening. Um, yeah. Can okay. you tell us more about how we can get your book and do you have workshops? Yeah. Like how do people work with you? All of that. Yeah. So, okay. My book is called dream on it, like sleep on it, dream on it, unlock your dreams, change your life available on Amazon and everywhere. Um, and if you want to have a personal one-on-one -on -one reading with me, much like we did today here, um, and we can even go much longer, <clears throat> just go yeah. to my site, laurielowenberg.com, or since Laurie Lowenberg is hard to spell, you can just Google dream expert. And I'm the first one that comes up. That's how you can find me and set up a, a phone call with me. I'll call you and you can select how long you want to talk and we'll have a great time. And we're going to get you so many answers through your dreams. You'll blow your mind. Oh yeah. I want to awesome. do it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. This is like, so fascinating. Like, yeah, I feel like I just took a class. Oh, good. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like I want to call her like after I have it, like every, every dream night. I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well thank you so much Lori for being here and you're such a joy you have such great energy about you and you're so pretty um so, I gotcha um, girlfriend <laughs> thank you for being here and um we're excited for everyone to also learn along with us yeah and and um you know maybe we should have her on like every once in a while right I know <laughs> she'll, so she'll come back yeah do a series <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, with some other like a celebrity guest or something. That'd be cool. She can yeah, analyze, yeah. She can analyze Jeremy Jackson's dreams. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. Cool. We'll talk offline. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And here's a word from our sponsor. Hi. So I'm here with a new sponsor, and her name is Missy Fowler. Missy is an intuitive inner awareness guide and an emotion code practitioner. She is a previous guest from our podcast, and she's here today to share with us something very special that she has to offer to our audience. Hi, Missy. Hello, everyone. Eden and Kim, thank you for having me here. I am so grateful for this opportunity to be here and to be of service, however that might be. So today, I would just love to offer my time. During these times of uncertainty, we're all going through our own unique experiences. Lots of feelings and emotions are going through us inside us. Through conversation, we're able to connect and check in and see what they're all connected to. So today, what I'd love to do is just offer an exclusive free 15-minute session for all your loyal talk, purpose, and truth listeners. What this will entail is just having a conversation to go within to find the answers that you have within you, to get to the root of whatever it is that you are harboring inside and just help you to release them. Wow, that sounds great. What an amazing offer. I hope all of our audience members will take advantage of this. Missy, tell us how can they find you? Okay, for there's two ways you can find me. You can find me on Facebook at Missy, M-I-S-S-Y, Fowler, F as in Frank, O-W-L-E-R. In the abbreviation, my maiden name is Floria, that's how you'll know it's me. And then you can text or call me at 661-513-4440. I'm so looking forward to chatting with you all. Thank you so much. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSustin.com. 
For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.